Greetings, friends and brethren. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God. I want to talk about uh, pornography, uh, Jesus, and the Bible. Now, a lot of people act like pornography is just harmless fun. Is it really that, or is it really an ever-present evil in modern society? Uh, does the Bible say anything about it? Uh, what about Jesus? And are there spiritual ramifications of violating the Seventh Commandment, which has to do with adultery? Now, in its early days, various lands, including the United States, had many opponents to pornography. And actually, in its founding times, the, most people in the United States claimed to believe at least some aspects of biblical morality. But as the United States became more secular, the Bible became less important, and things changed. It was in the 1960s that the U.S. Supreme Court started to become more supportive of pornography. Basically, there was a, a court case, it's called uh, Jacob Bellis versus Ohio. Uh, somebody was fined $2,500 for uh, showing a particular movie. It was determined to be obscene. A uh, person lost in court. They went to the Supreme Court of Ohio, who ruled against the person, but for some reason, the United States Supreme Court uh, went the other direction. And when they went the other direction, they started calling pornography free speech, which I don't think it's speech, but that's the trend that began. What a lot of people don't realize was in the United States up until the 1970s, full frontal adult female nudity wasn't allowed even in what was called dirty magazines. Because culturally that was considered to be obscene. But now, the United States and much of the rest of the world has gone beyond just nudity. From what I've heard reports of, various heterosexual, bisexual, homosexual acts are now portrayed in uh, pictures and in films, etc. Now, I've never seen what's called an X-rated movie, so I'm just basing my comments on what other people say goes on in those things. Uh, and no, I don't have to, to see it to know it. I can believe other people can give me reports about this stuff. Now, I'd like to go over a definition or two of pornography. Uh, Dr. Victor Klein uh, gave some comments about the origin of the word uh, pornography. Mm -hmm. He said, the word pornography comes from the Greek word porno and graphic, meaning the depictions of the activities of harlots. Well, harlots are engaged in uh, adultery, uh, fornication, so we know what they're doing. And so depictions of their activities would be similar to what we say with uh, various movies and various things that go on now. And uh, Dr. Klein also says that in common phraseology, it usually means material that's sexually explicit or intended primarily for the purposes of sexual arousal. Now, Rory Reed, who's a, a sexual compulsion specialist extends the meeting and here's what he said about it pornography is any visual or written medium created with the intent to sexually stimulate if the work was not intended to sexually stimulate but nevertheless causes sexual arousal in an individual it constitutes pornography for that person if you find yourself asking whether or not some work is pornographic the question itself suggests that the material makes you uncomfortable. That should be enough to tell you to avoid it. Now, 
Now, I was trying to figure out how prevalent uh, pornography is, and so I went and read something from the BBC, and it reported that, quote, credible statistics suggest that about one in seven web searches is for pornography. This is not trivial. And that's certainly not trivial. It's one out of seven. I make many web searches every day, not ever for pornography. Uh, although, when I was trying to study the word pornography and look research articles, that's what I was looking for. Not actual pornography, but articles about it that I've never actually searched for porn. Anyway, pornography itself fueled the rise of the internet. Uh, half a dozen years ago, it was probably one out of, it was reported as one out of uh, four, one out of five searches on the internet were for pornography, and before that it was even more than that. But even if one out of seven internet searches is for pornography, that amount is astronomical. There's more people on the internet and people doing more searches, and it's wrong for people to do. Now, a few years back, BBC ran an article called Easy Access to Online Porn is Damaging Men's Health. Angela Gregory says more and more men in their late teens and early 20s are suffering from uh, erectile dysfunction. She puts the blame on becoming addicted to watching online porn. She says, I've seen a lot over the last 16 years, particularly the last five years, the amount of young men being involved. Our experience is that historically men referred to our clinic with problems of erectile dysfunction when they were older and they had diabetes or MS or cardiovascular disease. Now these are younger men who don't have those kind of diseases or anything. They've been checked by their general practitioners. Everything is fine. So she says the first thing she asks them is about pornography and masturbation because that seems to be the primary cause that she's running into. That's just another problem with pornography. Now, pornography, online or otherwise, damages uh, men and women uh, physically, emotionally, sexually, and spiritually. Now, what's the Bible say? I'm going to go to Proverbs uh, 1. I read something that I think applies to, to the porn industry. Verse 10. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Well, the porn industry, uh, they're sinners and they're trying to entice people. That's what this industry does. They're violating that from the beginning. You know, the Bible warns in uh, uh, Job 31, 27, about being secretly enticed. And it talks about this in the aspect of sexual lust. Now, if people think they can just you know look online and this is fine and get away with it, but Numbers 32, 23 warns, be sure your sin will find you out. Now, I'd like to go to Matthew chapter 5. I want to read something from Jesus. Jesus said, You've heard it said of old, you shall not commit adultery. And you can read that, for example, in the Ten Commandments, of the book of Exodus, chapter 20. Jesus says, But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So probably, and we've heard this expression uh, in modern times too, people probably in Judea, Palestine area were saying, uh, it was okay to look and not touch, but Jesus did not agree. To so, no, don't entertain it, don't don't do that. 
Now I'd like to read something the Apostle Paul wrote, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verse 18, which goes beyond looking. Verse 18 says, Flee sexual immorality. So don't see how close you can get to it. Flee it from it. Paul wrote, Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but whoever commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. But Jesus and the Apostle Paul were warning against attempts to provoke, stir up, or mentally succumb to sexual lust. Uh, there are, that would also be condemning uh, pornography, including dressing inappropriately. I'd like to read something from the Apostle James, James chapter 1. I'll give you a moment to get there. James 1, we're going to start with uh, verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive a crown of life, which the Lord has promised those, them, those who love him. So if you're uh, a man or a woman, uh, you're blessed if you endure temptation, which suggests, by the way, that you will most likely run into temptations. Verse 13, Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Remember, Proverbs 1.10 warns about being enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. So this is telling you, don't just keep looking at something, keep going over and over in your mind, because it will turn into sin. Look, if you accidentally run into some pornographic scene in a, in a news or a television or a movie or a magazine or even on the internet... Don't stay there. It's not a sin to accidentally run into something. But if you're trying to accidentally run into something, and when you run into something, you decide, oh, I better stay on this more, then it grows and becomes sin. I'd like to read something else from James, James chapter 4. Paul warned about, or advised to flee sexual immorality. Uh, that's one way to resist temptation. And James wrote, James 4, verse 7, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Don't be double-minded. Keep away from pornography. Satan wants you to accept falsehoods associated with uh, pornography. You think, oh, it's okay if you just look at it a little bit. It's, it's just fine. No, it's, oh, it's not. You don't want to do that. Now, the Old Testament has various prohibitions related to pornography and seductive behavior. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 33. Starting verse 15, we read, He who walks righteously and speaks uprightly, he who despises the gain of oppression, who justices with his hands, refusing bribes, who stops his ears from hearing of bloodshed, and shuts his eyes from seeing evil. He will dwell on high. His place of defense will be the fortress of rocks. Bread will be given to him. His water will be sure. Now that verse 16 is also a reference, we believe, to a place of protection and safety coming. 
But notice again, the end of verse 15, and shuts his eyes from seeing evil. If you want to be protected, should shut your eyes from seeing evil, which is including pornography. I mentioned Job uh, 31, and so let me just read what Job said, Job 31, verse 1. I've made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? So even before Jesus gave his Sermon on the Mount, where he said, look at the woman, the lust on her was wrong, Job already knew this. Now let's go to the book of Proverbs. I'm going to start with Proverbs chapter 5. We'll go to a couple other chapters. Proverbs 5, verse 20. For why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman and be embraced in the arms of a seductress? So we see the Bible's warning the male about being caught by immoral females and is denouncing immoral women and seductresses, which would include those, for example, who are posing or, uh, for pornography or involved in pornographic films or whatnot. Now let's go to uh, Proverbs 6, next chapter over. Starting in verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the ways of life. To keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her lure you with her eyelids. For the means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man bring fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and not have feet seared? Don't get close. Don't do this. It's not good for you. Now let's go to the 23rd chapter of Proverbs. Starting verse 27. For a harlot is a deep pit, and a seductress is a narrow wall. Well, and she also lies in wait as for a victim, and increases the unfaithful among men. Now let's go back to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 13. Starting verse 26. Therefore, I will uncover your skirts over your face, that your shame may appear. I've seen your adulteries and your lustful neighings, the lewdness of your harlotry, your abominations on the hills of the fields. Lustful neighings. That's what people do when they are looking at pornography. Now, let's go to Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2. I go there a lot, but I usually don't read, I don't often read this particular passage, but in this subject I do. Verse, starting verse 15, Habakkuk chapter 2. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drunk, that you may look on his nakedness. And we know uh, there are uh, various ways that this has been done in modern times with uh, drugs or with alcohol to try to mostly to seduce a uh, rape a woman, if you will. Verse 16. You are filled with shame instead of glory. You also drink and be exposed as uncircumcised. The cup of the Lord's hand will be turned against you, and utter shame will be on your glory. So the Bible is against using uh, drugs or alcohol to uh, get people let their guard down. And we see that seductresses, etc., are condemned by Scripture. 
Perhaps I should also add, in the book of Leviticus, uh, chapter uh, 18, verses 16 to 14, to 19, actually, you've got 14 verses against uncovering the nakedness of relatives. And there's other books and other chapters. So this would seem to outlaw printed or electronic pornography. And also in uh, Ezekiel 16, 35-39, God tells of publicly uncovering nakedness as a significant negative. Now, when Jesus told the Laodicean Christians they were naked, he said they were miserable and needed to repent. Not that their nakedness should be paraded out in public and it was a good thing. So there are spiritual uh, ramifications of this as well. Now, overall, the Anglo-descended nations don't care what Jesus or the rest of the Bible talks about regarding flaunting sexual uh, immorality. Uh, however, we don't have any excuse. Uh, the Word of God, the Bible, is available. Right now they're trying to restrict some, make some restrictions on it, but basically it's available in definitely all the Anglo-Saxon uh, land, Anglo-American lands. Uh, and they don't want to believe what it says. And we're going to go to Hosea, Hosea chapter 11. There's a warning. Anglo-American nations need repentance. And there's a warning that because they're not going to repent, the Assyrian king, the king of the north, is a European beast, by the way, will come upon them. Hosea 3, starting verse... Hosea 11, starting first part of verse 3. I taught Ephraim to walk. That would be the Anglo-Saxon Celtic nations. Verse 5. But the Assyrians shall be his king. Why? Because they refused to repent. And the sword shall slash his cities, devour his districts, and consume them because of their own counsels. Oh yes, their courts, like American courts, say, oh, this is all good. No, it's not. My people are bent on backsliding from me. Though they call to the Most High, none at all exalt him. So yeah, they claim there's some biblical, or they believe some kind of a God. But what we're seeing is without repentance, pride is increasing, and it's going to be result in the prophesied destruction of the Anglo nations. Now, yes, other nations have their sins, and they're going to be punished later. Now, I'd like to read something from the old Plain Truth magazine back in 1976. Gordon Muir wrote, Pornography in the Mind. That pornography can be a dangerous influence on large numbers of psychosexually disturbed adults and teenagers is clear. It has the effect of arousing a volatile sexual appetite that social and moral restraints are totally ignored in the search for essential satisfaction. But more balanced individuals can equally be hooked by this psychological drug. The route from the normal to the perverse is progressive, and the effects of pornography can have on normal married life and normal sexual relations has largely been overlooked. Pornography totally depersonalizes sex and detaches copulation from its necessary environment of love and actual experience. Now a man can drool over one glossy picture, erotic picture seductively after another, or do it online. And pornography is no longer just a man's world. If a woman wants it, she can have it too. Curiosity and pornography can turn into indulgence, and in time, indulgence gives way to obsession. The female male torsos pictured through the pages of sex magazines become no more objects of lust. And the porno addicted is able to indulge in multiple mind-damaging acts 
of vicarious adult, adultery. The result, boredom with the real thing, sexual boredom between husband and wife, who no longer find pleasure in a normal, healthy sexual relationship. Sexual images begin to take place of the wife or husband. He tells a story about a police officer whose job was to figure out what is pornography, and he had to keep watching for his job, and he said, look, I can't keep this, this messing up how I view my wife and everything else, I just can't do this. Is it difficult to believe you can wallow in filth and not get dirty? Or, as Solomon said in Proverbs 6, verse 27, can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Going back, again, the article says, pornography belongs to the world of fantasy. It's designed to appeal to those who prefer to seek their gratification through deviant sexual diversions and trap the uninitiated into a fascination of perversity. Professor Robert Stoller said, it's kind of a visual rape, taking from others what they wouldn't give up voluntarily. Yet in the final analysis, pornography addict is left empty and miserable, devoid of happiness, which a natural, healthy sexual relationship could bring. Those who oppose pornography are often accused of being anti-sex, but they're really counterfeit, they're actually anti-counterfeit sex. If someone's anti-counterfeit banknotes, is he being accused of being anti-money? No. He wants the real thing. And we need to uh, protect our uh, uh, children and others uh, from this, but more and more kids are getting exposed at an earlier time. Now getting back to the article, it says, what are the real motives of intellectual pornophiles. They appear to be mixed. Some no doubt believe it should be available as a right and harmless ingredient of a free society. You know, they're calling it free speech, which it's not speech. But it, uh, it's been used to destroy a free society. Uh, basically, it was in the Marxist handbooks to basically try to break up the family, encourage pornography, and various other things. Uh, the article here, going back to this old article, says, United States today, the law insists an 18-year-old girl has the right to public fornication in a pornographic movie, as long as she's uh, uh, paid at least minimum wage. Pornography is a big business, and uh, people are doing it aren't concerned about the well-being of others. Actually, as far as wages go, I've wondered one of the reasons why we don't see more from the so-called women's rights groups protesting pornography. Now, they do sometimes, to some degree, but actually, this is really strange. And I read this, I didn't know this until uh, this week when I was doing some research on this article. Apparently, females in pornographic movies make 50 to 100% more than the males, and it's one of the few areas of acting that uh, women make more than men. So this is actually one of the ways the porn industry, film industry, justifies its existence, they see. We don't exploit women, we're paying them more. It's, it's still absurd. Now the article, going back to the article, says pornography is a ruthless commercial con job, and absolutely it is. A lot of people are uh, lured into it. The, this cruel deception often offers broken families, broken lives, and disease. Uh, I've got uh, some other research that I was doing on this. So I'm trying to figure out where this is from. This is from an article called uh, Uses and Harms of Porn that I viewed a few years ago. 
Say, in a day where sexually explicit images are easy access through home computers, cable stations, 900 numbers, gas stations, etc., of course, and cell phones, it's naive to think a friend or loved one's never uh, had an experience with or be tempted by some kind of pornography. The average age of the person in the United States first exposed to pornography is approximately five years old. Uh, one study found that of a thousand adults, that 20% of American adults click on sexually oriented websites, and 18% who are married visit such sites. And the percentage of those who call themselves born again Christians is, is, is uh, about pretty much the same, almost as high. Now, the same things as articles is how is it harmful? Let me read from one study. The most common damage, one that affects everyone who views porn, is it warps the person's perception of people, relationships, and sex. Pornography teaches unrealistic and inappropriate sexual expectations, decreases satisfaction with monogamy, lowers family loyalties, objectifies and degrades women, links sex with violence and children, encourages promiscuity, increases susceptibility to sexually acting out in ways harmful to others. It teaches people to focus on looking uh, at people instead of forming real relationships. Men, women, and children are portrayed as sexual objects whose size and worth lies in the size and shape of their body parts. Um, see this one. I underlined it so I must want to see this part. After repeatedly seeing people in an idealized form, pornography users begin to judge people's worth by their physical attractiveness. They feel masculine or feminine only when they're with beautiful people and are less likely to be committed when their partner goes through life changes, such as age, childbearing, that decreases their youthfulness or good looks. Trophyism. Romantic partners are trophies to be displayed and owned, not to be treated like real people. Because people portrayed in pornographic pictures have no demands or expectations beyond sexual arousal and pleasure, pornography users do not learn how to form real relationships with others. They don't learn how to be selfless, sacrificing, and committed. Uh, they come to fear true intimacy that requires them to relate emotionally and spiritually. And uh, it also increases the amount of uh, out of wed uh, pregnancies and uh, sexually transmitted diseases. Etc., uh, etc. Et now, I'd like to read something from the National Center for Sexual Exploitation website. He said, But you know some of this stuff. Well, that's fine. I want, there's several reasons I want to go through this. Pornography is a social toxin that destroys relationships, steals innocence, erodes compassion, breeds violence, and kills love. And uh, again, it's very persuasive. And don't need to go through that. I've already said these kinds of things here. Um, Time magazine reported, after 40 years of peer-reviewed research, scholars can say with confidence that porn is an industrial product that shapes how we think about gender, sexuality, relationships, intimacy, sexual violence, and gender equality. So people think that they're not affected by it. That's not true. And it's for the worse, according to this conclusion. 
by taking a health-focused view of porn and recognizing its radiant impact not only on consumers but on society uh, at large. Some have tried to do something about it. Back in 2016, Utah became the first state to declare public pornography a public health hazard. As far as I know, no one else has done it since. I'd like to read a few things from the Utah uh, resolution. It says, Be it resolved by the legislature of the state of Utah, the governor concurring therein, whereas pornography is creating a public health crisis, whereas pornography perpetuates a sexually toxic environment, whereas efforts to prevent pornography exposure and addiction to educate individuals and families concerning its harms to, to develop recovery program must be addressed systematically in ways to have broader influences accountable, whereas pornography has contributed to the hypersexualization of teens and even prepubescent children in our society, whereas due to advances in technology and the universal availability of the Internet, young children are exposed to what used to be referred to as hardcore, it's now considered mainstream pornography at an alarming rate. Whereas this early exposure is leading to low self-esteem and body image disorders, increase in problematic sexual activity at younger ages, and an increased desire among adolescents to indulge, indulge in risky sexual behavior, whereas exposure to pornography often serves as a children and use sex education and shapes their sexual templates, whereas because pornography treats women as objects and commodities for the viewer's use, it teaches girls that, that they are to be used and teaches boys to be users. Whereas pornography normalizes violence and abuse of women and children, whereas pornography treats women and children as objects and often depicts rape and abuse as if they're harmless, whereas pornography equates violence toward women and children with, with sex and pain with pleasure, which increases demand for sex trafficking, prostitution, child sexual abuse images and child pornography. Whereas potential detrimental effects on pornography users can affect brain development and functioning, contribute to emotional and medical illness, shape deviant sexual desire, arousal, lead to difficulty in performing, informing and maintaining intimate relationships. Whereas recent research indicates pornography is potentially biologically addictive, which means the user requires more novelty, often a form of more shocking material in order to be satisfied. Whereas this biological addiction leads to increasing themes of risky sexual behaviors, extreme degradation, violence and child sexual abuse and image pornography. Whereas pornography use is linked to lessening desire in young men to women, to excuse me, to marry, also to dissatisfaction, marriage, and infidelity. This link demonstrates detrimental effects in family unity, whereas overcoming pornography's harm is beyond the capability of the affected individual to address alone. Now, therefore, let it be resolved that the legislature of the state of Utah, the governor concurring therein, recognizes that pornography is a public health hazard leading to a broad spectrum of individual and public health impacts and societal harms. But at least we've got one U.S. state that's gone up and done something. It also wants to have uh, mobile devices automatically filter pornography. Uh, this is something that uh, they went to back in March of 2021, by the way. But the uh, American Civil Liberties Union thinks this uh, infringes on a general public's First Amendment right to freely access the Internet. Well, first of all, the First Amendment of the Constitution doesn't say anything about the Internet. 
and pornography is not speech. It's pornography, and it was recognized as obscene at the time Declaration of Independence was signed and when the Bill of Rights was done. They, uh, so to try to change otherwise is not the case. It's just, it's just not right. It's not what the Constitution intended. Now, Utah's law, by the way, is not going to go into effect unless at least five other, in terms of mobile devices, unless uh, four or five other states pass something equivalent. And so far, no other state's shown an interest. Now, pornography is not just a new thing. It's been around for a long time. It's existed in ancient times. And a lot of read something uh, from the Bible. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 15. says in the 20th, starting verse 9, 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa became king over Judah. And he reigned 41 years in Jerusalem. His grandmother's name was Maacah, the granddaughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father David. And he banished the perverted persons from the land, which is something that has not happened in the United States, instead we encourage it, and removed all the idols his father had made. He also removed Maacah, his grandmother, for being queen mother because she had made an obscene image of the Asherah. Now, when I went to Ellicott's commentary for English readers, it says that this was basically uh, probably something uh, of a sexual nature, uh, either uh, a phallic-type image or uh, the reverse on the female side. So it was some type of public pornography some type of art, some type of statue uh, that was uh, getting rid of. Astro statues tend to be new female figures, but there are also some male figures that are sometimes involved. Anyway, the uh, pornography continued. My wife and I once visited uh, the ancient city of Pompeii in Italy, and that's the place that was destroyed by a volcano or whatever, by Mount Vesuvius. Now, I knew it got destroyed in 79 AD, but I hadn't realized until we got there that it was a major brothel region. There's still some things that are still up. And you can see some faded, very faded, uh, paintings of uh, some females. And that was, uh, they were known for being a site for prostitution and pornography. They don't have to go there, but Jude 7 talks about Sodom and Gomorrah and cities around them. Uh, were giving themselves up to sexual immorality, and they, they went after strange flesh, and are set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal uh, fire. Now, strange flesh would be going for unnatural sexual uh, things, which would include, by the way, harlotry and pornography, as well as various other things that uh, uh, we condemn, Bible condemns. And in, you don't have to go there. Second Peter 2, verse 6, God, uh, Peter wrote that God turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those afterward who'd live ungodly. So those are for the society, but also for us personally. Now, it was my view when I visited Pompeii that it was, uh, may have been destroyed because of pornography and sexual immorality. Now, modern entertainment is full of pornography, and it's been accepted by most of the Western world. Now, what's going on on the Internet, people have to pay for it, 
my understanding what they do on the internet is kind of what uh, drug pushers used to do. Drug pushers uh, used to, uh, maybe they still do, uh, offer free samples to some drugs to people, see if they can get them hooked. So eventually people will pay. At first they have them pay a lot, and then they keep increasing the price and uh, whatever, and that's how they get addicted on drugs. Well, my understanding on the internet is there's semi-free porn sites. I guess you can go to see various things you don't need to see or shouldn't see. But then in time, people want to see other depictions and more and more things and various activities, and then they get their money from, from that. Um, and you know, some have tried to take some steps against it, but without a whole lot of... Uh, success and you know what's now called family entertainment it can often be filled with what I'll call softcore pornography basically being provocatively under, uh, underdressed females for example you know what was considered immoral dress in the mid 20th century is actually more modest now than many young females wear and uh, this you see in not just the United States you see it in Europe and uh, other Western lands. Uh, we also see the situation where a lot of clothes are becoming more and more sheer, so you can see right through them. And this I consider not to be a positive trend, and I consider this another form of pornography. You know, and these who aren't even doing so for uh, entertainment, they're just going around in public. They're not ashamed of what they do, but they think they're clever or fashion, high in fashion or cute. Reminds me of Proverbs 30, verse 20. which says, this is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I've done no wickedness. But inciting lust is, is wicked. Pornography needs to be denounced because it's a sin. Let's go to Isaiah 58, verse 1. Isaiah 58, verse 1. here. And this is something that we're doing in this particular sermon. Isaiah 58, verse 1 says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Well, you might think this is not a subject that's got any impact on you, but consider let's go some other stuff the New Testament teaches. Let's go to Titus, Titus chapter 2. Titus 2, we're going to pick this up starting verse 3. Paul writes, The older women likewise, they should be they should be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. So yes, I think this includes... Uh, older women telling younger women if they're not uh, uh, dressed appropriately, you need to use a certain tact, however, of course, to do that. Now let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, see what the Bible clearly says about this. First, verse 8, Paul says he desires that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner, also, that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with propriety and moderation. 
we need to dress appropriately. All Christians, male or females, need to do that. Uh, in uh, Western society, they don't uh, value uh, modesty anymore. Although, generally speaking, the politi- female politicians try to be modest uh, in their dress. Uh, immodest dress now is considered to be acceptable or, or daring instead of being immoral. One thing, and I've mentioned this before, um, it even happened again today. I was uh, at America Online, look at my emails or something, and some news things popped up. And they were trying to get me to look at, to click on something to see some woman uh, who's overly exposed or did whatever it is, and this all the time. And it's not just uh, America Online. Uh, there's a lot of places that encourage soft pornography. I've never seen, I've never watched a program called Dancing with the Stars. It's uh, been on uh, since, excuse me, 2005 in the United States. I have seen a couple of scenes of it, and frequently uh, the females are not wearing enough, and I don't think it's appropriate. And uh, there are other very famous people out there, uh, female celebrities, who uh, think they need to uh, go into the lust invoking uh, activities in order to get uh, media coverage. Uh, many of them intentionally wear sexually provocative outfits and promote an anti-biblical morality message, and they shouldn't do that. Now, there's two of them when I've seen who were interviewed about this kind of stuff. Says so like, "Oh, this isn't really lustful. It's you know, it's just kind of fun when they wear not very much and wiggle their rears or whatever other types of things they do." Uh, and it's just it's just entertaining. It's just fun. Uh, no, it's like what we read in uh, Proverbs thirty twenty about the adulteress says, "I've done nothing wrong." When they have, oh, back in uh, uh, twenty twelve, uh, Barack Obama, who was the U.S. president, said he was a big fan of Beyonce, saying and said she was a perfect role model for her daughters. His daughters, as a matter of fact, he said. Beyonce could not be a better role model for my girls. Well, Beyonce, in case you know, she, she's an American singer. I've seen her a few times, very few, and I avoid seeing her because most of the time she's not dressed appropriately. And if I had any daughters, uh, which I don't, uh, I wouldn't uh, teach them to act like Beyonce or think she's some great role, role model. And of course, not just uh, Beyonce. I could mention people like Lady Gaga who thought it was okay to go and do... Uh, a concert without wearing any clothes. They call that performance art. Uh, twerking by people like uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, people like Jennifer Lopez. I'm very sure I cover a couple different groups of people here. But as far as leaders go, you don't have to go there, but I'm going to Isaiah. I'll read two verses, one from Isaiah 3, one from Isaiah 9. The Bible warns, Isaiah 3, verse 12, O my people, those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths, and similarly in Isaiah 9, verse 16, for the leaders of this people cause them to err, and those who are led by them are, are destroyed. Encouraging underclothed females, homosexual marriage, abortions is not what any Christian leader should do, but various leaders who claim Christianity uh, in the United States and elsewhere have uh, promoted all this type of thing. Pornography contributes. Uh, to the sins of the house of Jacob and is bad for both the individual as well as society. 
Now, women are normally less involved than males of this. However, uh, that's not always the case. Uh, they're not free from such things. Uh, Genesis 39 uh, tells a story about uh, uh, Joseph. I'm going to kind of skim through this and not read too much of it. He was in Egypt. God was with him. And uh, he found favor inside of his master. There's four. He was an overseer over the house. And everything was going fine. But he was apparently good looking. Verse 6. Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on him. Said, come and lie with me. And he refused. He said, look, I'm the greatest in the house. I got everything except you. And he wouldn't do it. And then later she pretended he tried to rape her, which was not the case. But God uh, uh, showed him favor in, in time. And as far as females being involved in various types of lust, a group of morality and media posted against a movie that contained what was called mommy porn. And that's a movie called uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which I did not see. It's supposedly a visually appealing melodramatic love story that romanticizes and normalizes sexual violence. At least that's what they'd said about it. And it became a fairly popular. A lot of people liked it. It was a popular movie. Uh, but uh, pornography is not appropriate, whether one's a male or a female. And the movie should have been boycotted, but it was really popular. Pornography promotes the unreal, and it messes with the mind. It's not the light of truth, but deception and darkness. Now let's go to John chapter 3. Read some words of Jesus. Jesus taught, verse 19, starting in verse 19, John 3. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who's Practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does not love the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they've been done uh, in God. Now, adulterers and pornography purveyors usually don't want their deeds exposed. And that, But with the advent of the Internet, instead of going into a public movie theater to watch porn, people just do it in the privacy of their own home and they think they're getting away with it. They're loving darkness rather than light. Uh, you don't have to go there, but James 4, verse 2 talks about those, quote, you lust and do not have. And now I'm going to go to 1 John 2, verse 16. John was inspired to write, For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. I mentioned about adulterers don't want to be seen. Although right now, I'm going to go to Job uh, 24. But now in modern society, people don't seem to care so much if they're adulterers. But um, a lot of adulterers don't want to be caught. And Job 24.15 says, The eyes of the adulterer waits for twilight, saying, No eye will see me. He disguises his face. Doesn't want to go out in public. Now consider something Jesus said in uh, Luke 6, verse 31. Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Also known as the golden rule. Now, women shouldn't incite 
men to sin, and men should not incite women to sin. And men should not attempt to view matters that incite lust. Let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 94, the 94th Psalm. Starting verse 7. Yet they say, The Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob understand. But God sees and he understands, all right. Now let's go down to verse 23 of Psalm 94. He has brought on them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. And the Lord our God will cut them off. Let's go into the New Testament. Second Peter chapter 2. I'm going to read, intend to read, uh, I guess it's three verses, starting verse 13. It talks about those who are spots and blemishes carousing in their own deception when they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and have gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loves the voyages of unrighteousness. Now, you don't have to go there, but we're warned in Romans 14, verse 11, we all will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And in Galatians 6, oh, why don't we go ahead and go there. Galatians 6, starting verse 7. If you're secretly viewing pornography, don't think you're getting away with it. Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Whoever man sows, that will also reap. He who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. The Barna Group released a study a few years back talking about the pornification. That's their term. Pornification of popular culture. And talks about pictures and videos says, even mainstream media is infused with sexualized images and ideas. He talks about various commercials and that type of a thing, and it's a trend. It says, we're, they're seeing a shift in how it's perceived, morally speaking. It's particularly notable when it comes to personal choice regarding pornography use. These attitudes and preferences toward porn among the younger generation need to take into account the broad, broader social and cultural context for one, they're coming of an of age in a culture that's given preference to personal experience and personal morality. And then they're talking about, they mentioned people like Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton, uh, Miley Cyrus got mentioned again here. Personal morality. You know, if you're looking at pornography, and uh, I'm you tend to look at more than one person or one or more picture or one more thing. And even if you only looked at one, that's not a person you're particularly likely to become involved with. And don't you want someone who just wants to be involved with you? If you're viewing pornography, you're looking at all kinds of, mostly other, you're looking at other people and usually more than one. Is that how you want people to view you? Don't you want a special relationship with somebody where somebody actually values you? Because if you're looking at pornography, most of the time you're going to be looking at uh, uh, younger, uh, attractive people. 
You can't live up to that yourself. You might be young and attractive, but you're going to get older. Okay? You are not doing to others you want done to yourself. Don't you want someone who just loves you and not keeps looking around for others? There's one way to do that. Avoid pornography. Avoid fornication. Uh, get married when you can and have a monogamous relationship. That way, you're, you and your spouse are always special to each other. Not everybody else is just the two of you. When you're getting involved in pornography, you're bringing others in who don't care for you and will not care for you. Oh, I realize if you're wealthy enough, because uh, some rich person ended up with, every now and then I read about some rich guy who married some porn person. Okay, there might be a possibility. How well those things worked out, I, I don't know. Um, and though, by the way, speaking of being rich and all that kind of stuff, I think uh, it was either J.P. Morgan or John Rockefeller, one of the old billionaires or multimillionaires of old time past said he'd give away all his millions for one real good, one good wife or one good marriage. I think for one good marriage. Now, you might not be a billionaire. You probably are. In fact, as far as I don't know, billionaires are watching us. Um, so think about that. You're not going to end up with all these porn people. And even if you did, is that the type of person you really want? Somebody who uh, exposes himself to everybody? May not be the person you want. Of course, now they could repent, and, I'm not, and if they do, that's, that's fine. But the probability of you getting permanently involved with one of the one that you're seeing in the pornographic situation is almost non-existent. And again, that person who's done that is having various relations with various ones. Don't you want someone who is just focused on you? You're not going to get that if you're involved with pornography. You're not helping others. You're not getting yourself there. The situation keeps getting worse. I warned back in 2013 it would get worse. In 2016 I found that things are getting worse and worse. You, know, you don't have to go there, but um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 6. I'll give you a moment if you do want to go there. It's one verse, but it's a longer verse than some others. Jeremiah 6, verse 15. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they're not ashamed, nor do they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At the time I punish them, and they shall be cast down. So yeah, you've got, they call them celebrities, and they are, they don't blush, they think it's totally fine to uh, be exhibitionists. You know, I quote it a lot, but we see warnings in Romans chapter 1, uh, starting verse 18. It talks about the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Pornography is false. It's not true. This person doesn't want to love you. Okay? They, just want you to, they just want to get paid. The Bible warns in uh, sorry, verse 21 that uh, they became futile and their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. And that's what happens if you go into pornography. You might think you're wise, professing wise to become fools. They changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image of a corruptible man. Birds and things. 
Photography focuses on images of corruptible humans. Verse 24, Therefore God gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their heart to dishonor their bodies among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and they worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Yeah, they're worshipping how uh, certain people look, certain body parts do certain things or whatever. They're lusting after the physical. And verse 26, this reason God gave them the vile passions, even their women exchanges the natural use for it's against nature. Likewise the men leaving the natural use of the women burned and lust for one another. Men committing with men what is shameful and receiving in themselves a penalty of the error which is due. They didn't want to retain God in their knowledge. He gave them over to the debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, uh, it's, uh, proud, adventurous, evil things, etc., etc. But those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only those who practice them, but, but those who uh, approve of them. You know, nowadays, on so-called family entertainment hours, or like prime time, homosexual and lesbian sex is now being portrayed in so-called family entertainment. Things are getting worse and worse. This is in 2021, at least. And see how much worse, more worse it will get. Now, there are some analogies in the Bible that the Christians that apply. The Bible uses the analogy of a good woman to refer to the Christian church. So if Christians see females who uh, are intentionally underclothed, they need to realize they're not looking at proper Christian females. The Bible uses the analogy of a great harlot for a particular false church. We can read about that. Let's go to uh, Revelation 17. Uh, starting verse 1, talks about uh, seven angels, seven bowls. Show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the heavens of earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. And uh, she was considered uh, filthy. She talks about filthiness or fornication, verse 4. And she's called Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And, you know, what's this got to do with pornography? Well, the word pornography comes from meaning depictions of harlots. And we see it's become more and more acceptable in the world for females to wear less. And we're also seeing a great harlot church who's wearing less and less in the sense that you see that the they've uh, uh, the city the church based in the city of Seven Hills is encouraging people to believe almost anything. I just read something this past week uh, came out of the Vatican that encouraged the celebration of something to do with Buddhism and of how great guy Buddha was. And Buddha was not a Christian and didn't didn't stand for it. Now. Christians, let's go to Ephesians 6, starting verse 14. We need to put on the whole armor of God. Ephesians 6, starting verse 14. Paul wrote, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. The truth is, pornography is not good for you. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, 
which will help you quench the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, as far as the uh, shield of, of faith, if you truly believe the Bible, you know that pornography is not good for you. Now, I've read about some places that try to discourage males from being involved in pornography. It says, look, if you see something that you shouldn't see, kind of act like a ball just bounce off of it. You know, kind of like it bounces off of a shield. You know, don't keep looking. All right? The Bible uh, says to do. Anyway, we need to, instead of... Uh, Fleeing sexual immorality and pornography, more and more people, sadly, are looking uh, uh, towards it. Pornography appeals to many who think it's going to bring them some type of love, yet it brings them a non-satisfying lust. Does pornography, for example, uh, possibly... contribute to sex crimes? Well, I would say yes. And uh, we see something that a study was done that says that uh, some people will do sex crimes or not to do pornography, but those who do more of it uh, uh, do it more often. Could pornography have anything to do with any kind of, let's say, weather problems? As far as weather problems, let's go to Amos chapter 4. Start reading verse 7. I also withheld rain from you. When there were three months to the harvest, I made it rain in one city, I withheld rain from another city. One part was rained upon another, and where it did not rain, the part withered. Two or, so two or three cities wandered in another city to drink water. They were not afraid. Yet you've not returned me, said the Lord. I blasted you with uh, light and mildew. The Bible warns that Worst things will happen without repentance. Now, California is a major producer of porn, and we're in a major drought. And uh, we supposedly came out of our last drought, but we we're out of it very long. Uh, the, the, the one is so bad here now, I just read that in the neighboring town of uh, Pismo Beach, they've now uh, installed certain water rationing rules again in California. You know, people have been seduced to believe that there's no problem with porn, and all this stuff is just fine. But it's not true. There are consequences, and I think of weather is part of it. God does use weather. Uh, Church of God, Seventh-day Denver, uh, a while back, had something about porn problems. So I'll just read some of what they have here. Porn problems. Spiritual problem? Porn is like cancer to the soul. Marriage problems? Porn eroded, erodes true intimacy and threatens the marriage bond. Human problem, porn debases people by viewing them as objects of self-gratification. Teenage problem, porn entraps young and young adults in moral bondage that's very difficult to break. Artistic problem, porn turns natural beauty and wonder into ashes and lechery and cesspools of repugnance. Let me just also say, I do not consider ancient naked statues and uh, classic paintings of naked people as art, I consider that pornography. Uh, it shouldn't be given an excuse, oh, it's just art. No, it's pornography. Back, to, back in ancient times, they didn't have uh, uh, cameras and uh, the internet and that type of thing. 
So they painted pornography or they sculptured it. Getting back to the uh, article, kid problem. Porn abuses children and adolescents, stealing your innocence and inflicting irreversible damage. Societal problem. Consider from societal, from any perspective, it's criminal. From financial or personal, porn costs the culture much. Want to overcome obscenity? If you can't get it free, get help. It's a problem. And for heterosexual males, it gives them unrealistic expectations when it comes to their wives. A woman once told me that you know prostitutes were actresses, as are those who participate in pornographic uh, videos or photos or whatever. Now, I've never watched again uh, uh, an X-rated movie, um, but what I've, from what I've heard about them, uh, normal women don't act like the ones in the videos. For heterosexual females, pornography gets to have fantasy views about males their husbands will not be able to fulfill, as well as feelings they're never going to be good enough to match up. For both sexes, pornography is mental adultery and can also lead to physical adultery. Yet you don't have to be addicted to involved in pornography or to be addicted to it. In Philippians 4, verse 13, the Apostle Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That also includes breaking the porn habit. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians 10. I'll start with verse 12. You might think you can handle it, but Paul writes, Therefore let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except as common to man, but God is faithful, will not allow you to be tempted beyond what is able, but you're able, but with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. If you are faithful, you're willing to do it. You don't have to go there, but I'm going to read Proverbs 11, verse 6. It says, Proverbs 11, verse 6, The righteousness of the upright will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be, will be caught in their lusts. Are you faithful or are you unfaithful? If you're unfaithful, you'll be caught in your lusts. Go away from it. Go to Philippians chapter 4. I read uh, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ strengthens me, but let's go verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any, if there's an anything praiseworthy, mediate or think on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. You won't have peace if you keep going and viewing pornography. Go to John 14. Jesus had some other words that you should consider. If you consider yourself a Christian, understand what Jesus said. John 14, starting in verse 13, Jesus said, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. You can ask Jesus for help to overcome pornography. You've got a problem with it. Or to, to not dress appropriately if you've got that private problem. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. A lot of people don't want to keep God's commandments. 
I'm going to hold up a booklet we have. We have a booklet called The Ten Commandments, The Decalogue, Christianity, and the Beast. Now this book and any, any other ones I'm about to hold up are also available at the ccg.org website. Now, a lot of Protestants don't think the Ten Commandments are in place. And some of the Greco-Roman Catholics have ways around them. They allow types of adultery they shouldn't allow. Anyway, these books and the other one I'm going to hold up in just a moment is available free online at the ccog.org website, www.ccog.org. And go under the literature tab on the top, under books and booklets, and you can find them. And you can read these in private. Uh, you can read them in public too, but you can read it privately. We don't ask your email address or anything. You just go ahead and just read them uh, to learn more about uh, the commandments, including the seventh commandment, which has to do with adultery. Now, if you'll pray and do as Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you can break the addiction to pornography. And for more on prayer, we have a, a free book online called Prayer, What Does the Bible Teach? And yes, pornography is not an unforgivable sin, but that doesn't mean you should dwell in it. See how long you can dwell in it before you leave it. But you can repent. 1 John 1, verse 9 says... If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us for all unrighteousness, and that includes pornography. To overcome it, uh, I've seen various steps suggested. One, you've got to acknowledge if you've got an addiction. Recognize what you're doing is wrong. It's the lust of the flesh. Uh, don't blame others, like say if my wife or husband were more affectionate, etc., now, Adam blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent. You got you got to take responsibility for yourself. You can't blame others. Uh, sometimes you may want to work with some other people to help you get over this. Uh, your willpower is not the total answer, but asking for God's help, you can have it. You should study God's word uh, for things regarding uh, uh, sexual purity. And actually, uh, regarding uh, like dating, for example, we have another book available at ccog.org. Our website, Dating, A Key to Success in Marriage. Uh, you should destroy any pornography you possess. And if you're watching television, if uh, pornography's on, uh, go to another channel. Uh, in our case, almost everything we ever watch on the television, we pre-record, so for some we just hit the fast-forward button, or we just skip it, actually just skips it. It's not fast-forward, just skips right over stuff. Uh, on the Internet, if you end up at a porn site, leave it. You know, sometimes it's going to take you time to overcome, but deal with it one day at a time. In the kingdom of God, we're not going to have pornographic books or videos. You know, uh, early Christians re realized that they should destroy books that were opposed to Christianity. Now, you can read about that in uh, Acts uh, 19, verse 18 and 19. I'm not going to go and read it, but I do want to talk about it for just a moment. Nowadays, if you were to uh, burn a book, let's say, I, don't, I have no idea what pornographic magazines cost. I don't know if they're $5, $10, $20. I don't know what they are. But that's really nothing compared to the old days. The old days, books cost the equivalent of thousands and thousands of dollars. Yet early Christians were willing to push all that aside and to burn them, to get rid of them. So if you've got pornography, get rid of it. Don't, don't hold on to it. 
And by avoiding pornography, you can help your uh, spiritual and uh, mental health. Now, in Western societies, young gals are often given the message that trying to look like a sex object is the way to success and popularity. And this not only demeans women as people, it contributes to having more wandering eyes uh, for, for men than they would otherwise. And actually, one of the reasons for the resurgence of Islam has been the growth of soft and hardcore pornography in the Western world. The Islamists say, wait a second, Europe's supposed to be Christian, the United States is supposed to be Christian, and look at how their women dress, look at their entertainment, look at their hardcore pornography. And so they see a particular amount of uh, hypocrisy, and a lot of uh, Islamic countries actually outlaw pornography. And it used to be outlawed in pretty much every state of the United States it was outlawed. Now, that being said, it's not that I think women should dress like uh, Islamic women who are wearing the burqas and all you can see is their eyes or, or whatever. We're not saying that. The Apostle Paul wrote that women should dress modestly, which did not mean you couldn't see their faces or something along those lines. Now, right now, end time sorrows and troubles in Western society is just in the beginning stages but it's going to get worse according to the Bible. If you're involved in adultery or pornography and you hope to be Christian, you've got to stop sinning. Don't trust in darkness. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Starting verse 3. Paul wrote, But even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, whose image of God should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it's God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, and has shown on our hearts to give light into the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In His word, teaches us how to properly live. Now I want to go to Ephesians chapter 5. Starting verse 8. The Apostle Paul wrote, For you were once in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And pornography is not truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, which is what things the sermon is working to do. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed were made manifest by the light, or whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Let's go to 1 John chapter 1, starting verse 5. 1 John 1, starting verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, including pornography, we lie and don't practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with one another. 
And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, will cleanse us from sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. So I'm not saying that everybody who's doesn't have using pornography doesn't sin either. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you've been walking in darkness, don't live in terror, but repent. Remember, Jesus said in... Uh, Luke 6.31 And just as you want men to do to you, do to them likewise. You want someone to actually love you and not every other physical thing that uh, perhaps might look better. You don't want your potential spouse or your spouse to do that way. Anyway, I believe that the growing acceptance of pornography, hardcore pornography, which includes things like sex acts, and softcore uh, naked or nearly underclothed women and other types of things uh, are weakening the United States, Canada, Australia, uh, New Zealand, UK and are going to be a factor in them becoming vulnerable to invasion at the time of the end. Pornography is not good for you. It's not good for your relationship. It's not good for your life. It's not good for society. Flee sexual immorality. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the continuing Church of God.